is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mm-mm-mm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages. We'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. I said, good, good afternoon. It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. What? What noise? No, no, there's no party. I'm not at a party. I don't know what you're talking about. This is this is just a, a cheese and wine evening. Yeah, with um with no guests. But even if there were guests, it wouldn't be a party because there's no guests. It's not a party. In fact, I'm not even here. I, I'm upstairs. I'm just in my, my house. I don't know what's going on. There's a party downstairs. What? I mean, there isn't. But if there was, I'm gonna get people who are at the party to investigate whether or not there's a party. But what you're hearing now, this is absolutely not a party. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Can't believe I'm being silenced. My own radio show, I've been silenced. That's outrageous. Are we on now? Hi. You okay? It's Alec, by the way. Not happy about that. I hope somebody gets the sack. <laughs> Where was I? I, I, was, I was doing a whole, a whole thing about Sam Fender and Newcastle and nobody heard it. What a waste of time. <laughs> anyway, we started the show with Sam Fender and Spit of You. If you want to hear my really exciting story about Sam Fender, well, tough. You can't. You, the opportunity's gone. You missed it. Um, it wasn't wasn't that interesting really <laughs> before that Taylor Swift Phoebe Bridges nothing new and I think this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio hopefully uh, good afternoon you're right how's your week been I'm on until five o'clock unless I get cruelly silenced again um, on the show today there has been a miscarriage of justice you know how Kim Kardashian has turned into like a, a lawyer and she's trying to get loads of people off death row 
I feel like we needed her for this this case. Unfortunately, we couldn't have her, but I'll tell you about that in about five minutes' time. Captain Tom Moore is back, sort of. Someone has insulted my honour. Pigs in blankets have gone too far. I want to start a book club. And um, also, just because why not, let's have a chat about Keir Starmer after four o'clock. Uh, on the way also, I've got a 60-second guide for you, which is always, you know factually accurate you always learn a lot from my 60 second guides and we'll play what's going on before five o'clock as well it's a, it's a busy show stay with me if you can we'll have a nice time um on the way music wise kelly clarkson that's a christmas song and joshua bastard and medusa as well it's all happening between now and five um first things first let's get stuck into the best and the worst things in the world this week this is just a rundown of some sort of stories I've seen, things that have happened in my life that really rank as formative experiences for me. Things that have made me happy or angry or annoyed or anything really. So here's what's going on this week, right? The worst thing in the world, I mean, it's obviously, you know, no competition. It's got to be Boris and the gang, right? Every week at the moment, there's something new and terrible that they've done. This week, there were several things. I mean, there was a story at the start of the week that sort of got overshadowed about how loads of people got left behind in Afghanistan because they wanted to rescue some man's dogs. I mean, that was terrible, but we've all forgotten about that because of all the other stuff, the Christmas party stuff. That's just, I mean, terrible, isn't it? What a bunch of charlatans and liars and horrible, horrible people. (laughs) That's my take on that. A really hot take, I know. Nothing that nobody else has, like, not already said, but that they have to be the worst thing in the world this week. Just the contempt in which they hold us all is very, very upsetting. <laughs> so the award for the worst thing in the world this week, possibly this year, goes to Boris and all the other mystery people that were at the party that wasn't a party. You know, you know, you know the story. It's been rolling out for day. You know what I am quite enjoying, though? Um, it's all the party-related drama. I might actually rank that as one of the best things in the world this week. Obviously... The fact that they had their party last year whilst people were dying and suffering and being generally miserable, well, that was pretty bad. But as someone who quite likes watching the news, first of all, and someone who likes scrolling through Twitter, second of all, this week has been like a, a blessing in disguise for me because I've just, I've just had a fun time reading all about it. All the jokes, all the new twists and turns, you know, every time there's like a new a new thing i'm just sat there on twitter like, <gasps> like when the video dropped of her his uh, press secretary having a laugh about the party that didn't happen that was that was a pretty like shocking moment as far as the drama's concerned what else just, every day there's a new story about a new party that happened at the end of last year and they just like dragging it on and on and i'm kind of enjoying it and i'm enjoying the fact that as this crisis goes on uh, you know, people like the government less and less, and I thought that would never happen. <laughs> it's funny. I've been on. I've been on what, like four and a bit years. When I started, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do politics in there. I'm gonna, you know, reveal my, my views on things. And here we are, four and a bit years later, and you know where I stand on everything, <laughs> whether you want to or not. But I am quite enjoying that, and the fact that you know, finally, the government popularity seems to be falling. Hopefully, yeah, whatever. They're still getting in three years' time. <laughs> the other best thing in the world this week, away from the terrible people that run this country. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not pretending anymore, am I? Um, it's it's this thing, I think we talked about it on the show at the time. You know, there was that woman who at the Tour de France 
had a massive sign that she was sticking out, like, in front of the, um, what would you call it, like, the, the road where all the cyclists were cycling, and caused a massive pile-up with dozens of cyclists all crashing. Some of, some of them had to go to hospital, that's not funny. But, yeah, they, they were all okay, but ridiculous. Um, she has been issued with a 1,200 euro fine for her stupidity. Uh, there were some people calling for her to go to jail, but I think in the end the judge decided that she was just a bit of a stupid person who didn't have any malicious intent. So they didn't need to throw her in prison and just give her a, a fine. <laughs> but what a, what a legacy. You know, she, she's always going to be that person that caused a massive crash at the Tour de France. She might feel a bit ashamed and upset about it now, but that's going to be a banging story to tell her grandkids one day. <laughs> it's like something you get on Would I Lie to You? I accidentally caused a pile-up at the Tour de France. No one would believe it, but yeah, that story, you know, it's kind of a bit funny, isn't it? Oh, you know what? I feel like I might have to give a third best thing in the world. We never normally do that, but just a special honourable mention for the Ever Given, which is that boat, do you remember, the one that got stuck in the Suez Canal? And um, it's it's heading back that way again. I saw a guy who's interested in boats put this on Twitter. He's like tracking it, and it is heading back towards the Suez Canal. Will it happen for a second time in 12 months? Again, I hope not, but secretly hope so because it would be really funny. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Those are the best and the worst things in the world this week. Boris and the gang are awful, but the drama I'm quite enjoying. Woman that caused a crash at the Tour de France, funny. Ever given potentially getting stuck in the Suez Canal again. We don't want it, but it might be entertaining for a few days. Good. Now we've established that, we can continue the show. This is Kelly Clarkson and Underneath the Tree on Wizard Radio. Kelly Clarkson and Underneath the Tree. Um, if you like counting, I can tell you, there are exactly two weeks until it is Christmas. Um, which means it's Saturday. And I think I'm on on Christmas Day, aren't I? Yes, I am. I should start planning that. Anyway, it's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. So, as you know, on this show, we were big allies and supporters of an alpaca called Geronimo. You might remember this. How long ago was this? I forget. This year's dragged. Was this like September, October, July? I don't know. I don't know when anything happened anymore. But there was this alpaca called Geronimo who lived on a farm in the UK. Uh, he was an immigrant alpaca. He'd originally come from New Zealand. And when he got tested for bovine tuberculosis, or bovine TB, um, he tested positive twice. And the penalty for that is uh, death. They will destroy you. When I say they, I mean like the, the, the government and the environment people. Uh, they have to put you down. Those are the rules. And he, he, he was on death row, this, this alpaca, for like four years. And his owner was adamant that he didn't have bovine TB. She was like, no, he's not got TB, you're lying. The tests were wrong, it's fake news. Don't put him to death. And the government were like, no, we're going to do it. And this really came to a head however long ago it was. And it got to the point where there was a petition with tens of thousands of signatures demanding that Geronimo's life was spared. Uh, there were supporters. He had his own supporters. Did they have a name? I feel they didn't have a name, but they should have had a name. Like the, uh, I don't know, the, the Geronimo, Geronimo's, Geronimo heads, uh, whatever. Um, they had supporters who'd like go and protest outside the Department for the Environment and Rural Affairs with placards and all this stuff. And people got really, really into it, really behind the campaign. And of course, this show was also um, a big supporter of the um, hashtag Free Geronimo campaign. 
um, which was obviously ultimately unsuccessful because uh, um, eventually the government and the you know the animal protection people did wander into the farm and take him away and turn him into glue or whatever it is people do to alpacas with TB and that was the end of that and a lot of people were very upset and the owner was very upset and it was a sad time it was a difficult time for all of us uh, I remember doing a tribute to him on on the show and it was very very moving um, but this is this is the real kick in the teeth this is what I'm talking about again because ever since he was destroyed they've been doing tests on him um, to find out you know whether he did actually have TB all along or not and they've finished doing the tests today and they've had to come out and say um, actually we, we didn't find any TB uh, we might have we might have killed him by mistake and everyone's just very angry I mean you know it's very classic government isn't it like oopsie sorry we've got it wrong but this, this is a miscarriage of justice an innocent alpaca was destroyed wrongfully killed unlawfully killed because they said he had tb when he didn't and i think we should all be very angry about this if it wasn't you know the all the terrible things that the government's done and the christmas parties and the austerity and poverty and homelessness and blah 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 school meals make it the alpaca make that the reason that you decide not to like them because this is an outrage. Uh, like I said earlier, Kim Kardashian, when she's getting people off like death row, she should have made some time for alpacas because she could have saved him. And she, she didn't. And um, that's a great shame. I don't know what my point here is. Um, maybe it's that really it's Kim Kardashian's fault that Geronimo is now dead. I'm going to play a song now. <laughs> that's that. Uh, this is Joshua Bassett and Crisis, it's Wizard Radio. Joshua Bassett and Crisis, it's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, hello. Thanks for hanging out with me. I feel like a lot of the things I'm talking about today are really reflective of what British people care about. <laughs> I'm, I'm so on the pulse of what the, uh, the British public like. We've talked about dodgy Christmas parties. We've talked about an animal that was wrongly put to death. And now I'm going to talk about another person that uh, the British public really took to heart. Um, not the alpaca anymore. This this is a human. Uh, this is Captain Tom Moore. We all remember Captain Tom Moore. Uh, his shine burnt. His shine burnt? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> his star shined so bright and burned so quickly. Um, he came to our attention. When was it? Like last April in the first lockdown. In the, in the clapping for the NHS era, basically, he did 100 laps of his guard. I mean, you know all this, you remember him. 100 laps of his guard and raised money for the NHS. Uh, became a bit of a legend um, and just went from strength to strength, really. And, you know, the people loved him. He became a national treasure. And then, um, unfortunately, went to Barbados and um, was no longer with us shortly after that. At the age, was it 101, 100? He had a good run. He was, you know... He was a cool guy, can't fault him, and you know, he's become very quickly a British icon. So much so that his family now want to set up a Captain Tom Moore Day, which would be like a, a fundraising day to raise awareness, and um, I think it's sort of to highlight the contributions made to society of older people, to empower older people, um, kind of like children in need, but old people in need. I did see a few funny things on Twitter about it, which basically said something along the lines of empowering old people. Do, do we really need to do that anymore? 
Have you seen all the election results? But anyway, that's what they're going to do. They'll be like children in need. Or comic relief or something like that. Which is quite an interesting idea. Because a lot of the people that host like children in need or comic relief, they're all like young telepresenters. But this, imagine Captain Tom Morday, prime time, BBC One, Friday night, hosted by, I don't know, like older people, Jon Snow. He could do something from the uh, Channel 4 News. What other old people are there on, on the telly? Bruce Forsyth? Oh, no. He's, he's no longer with us. Um, um, uh, you know what? At this rate, it's just going to be Jon Snow. Oh, um, Jeremy Paxman. He's, he's an old man. And um, there's someone else in my mind that could do a good job. Who, who's our, Oh, that the, the man that used to do Mastermind. Is he called John Humphrey? Them. They can do it. And like Judy Dank, you know, all the, the usual suspects. And, you know, it'll be alright, I'm sure. It could have comedy sketches that aren't funny, just like Comic Relief and VTs about old people who are in need. And, yeah, it'd be nice, I'm sure. So that's that's Sir Captain Tom Morday, hopefully coming soon to a TV near you. But, here's the important question. Yes, it would be lovely to have a day dedicated to empowering old people, dedicated to the late, great Sir Captain Tom Moore. But what other very, very important causes do you think need A, their own day, and B, their own telethon, where you can watch a few hours of TV and they're like, call now, please give some money. What do you think deserves this? Just like Captain Tom Moore Day. Have you got any suggestions? We can pitch them to like the BBC or ITV or Channel 4, Channel 5. Uh, there's no Channel 6. You know, We'll get higher and higher up the EPG, but someone will take it. So what do you think needs its own day and telethon please and maybe what would be unique about it because comic relief you've got like the the red noses don't you children in need you've got pudsy the bear so captain tom moore day you've got so captain tom moore what about your special day what does it what's it need what's it's like symbolism and you know gimmicks 07807 is my number that's 07807 you can get me on twitter at WizRadio. Or if you'd like to email the show, get involved, however you fancy. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. What special day do we need to rival Comic Relief, Children in Need, and soon to be Sir Captain Tom Moore Day? We'll uh, pitch some of these in a little while. First, I'll play Medusa, and then Ardy is Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. The song that proves romance will never die. RD and Flowers on Wizard Radio before that. Medusa and Hosier, tell it to my heart. Hi, it's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. And coming up, I'll play you Steve and Nina Nesbitt and Gail. Uh, oh, that's funny. We're not, we're not giving that song its full name. Gail and ABC, which is all the song was ever called. That's coming up in a bit. Um, and we'll do what's going on as well. We're talking about um, Sir Captain Tom Moore Day, which is soon to become a fixture in the calendar for all to observe, uh, much like Comic Relief and Children in Need or uh, Stand Up to Cancer, all of those big things. Sir Captain Tom Moore Day will be right up there with a telethon on BBC One. Um, but what else? What else needs its own day and its own like live show on the TV to get people to donate money? Aaron says... I think John Cena deserves his own day. He's quite a peculiar character. On one hand, he's an icon, one of the most famous men in the world, and also the number one giver to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, apparently. 
On the other hand, though, he's 40 years old. He's still in WWE, and how does that even make sense? Um, it would be called the You Can't See Me Day. Okay, nice. And it involves helping other people in private and not showing off. See what I did there? Yes. Yes, I do. So, on the You Can't See Me Day, would there be a telethon? Or would there just be nothing because it's all about doing it secretly and not showing off? <laughs> They'd be like, it's the You Can't See Me Day on BBC One, and we can now tell you that we have raised... Some money, but we're not going to tell you how much because it's a secret. Shh. <laughs> Here's someone that's donated lots of money and we're going to present them with a giant check. Except we're going to blur out all of their faces. That would be fun. I quite like this idea. Um, not to not to name drop or anything, but I, I got to interview John Cena once for this show. That was wild. Did you remember? They used to let me interview people back when there wasn't a pandemic. And they'd send me to meet famous people and it would be really awkward. Um, those were the days. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's an interesting, slightly strange man. But I had a nice time. Um, he didn't give me any money. He should have done. I should have asked. Never mind. Um, so that's that's You Can't See Me Day in honour of John Cena being a nice person. I like that idea. Uh, Ilana says, inspired by the song that was just playing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not that one. Flowers Day. It will be a day where we pay our respects to all of the woodchoppers that have died in service. It involves a minute's silence. It involves a fundraiser to help fund woodchoppers and also the training of more young people who can give you good wood. That's what the song's about, right? I believe so, yeah, yeah, uh, lumberjacks and, and all that, and that's what RD is talking about. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just exposing myself as being really ignorant here, but are there many lumberjacks that die in service? Is that like a, a big thing, a big danger of the profession? I suppose if your, your job involves like felling trees, then generally trees are quite dangerous, but uh, it wasn't something I was aware, you, mean, you know what though, you know what Ilana, you've proved your point perfectly because I was not aware that lumberjacks and other people in the wood chopping industry I was not aware that they they needed help that there was such a high fatality rate in that industry and I just I didn't know I was ignorant and what you have done is raised awareness of a really really important issue and that's thanks to flowers day and now we can all observe that and give money and give generously and um and you know help out who should the uh the like the icon be for that um you know we've got um like pudsy the bear for children in need would flowers day be would it be the big bad wolf because the big bad wolf in one of the stories which 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 is the one with the grandma little red riding hood in that story he gets he gets chopped open by a, a, a wood chopper doesn't he and uh, the grandma kind of pops out and goes, Hello, I'm back! I think. It rings a bell. So would he be the icon? Yeah, okay, the icon could be the big bad wolf, but sliced open. <laughs> That'll terrify all the children. Lovely. Great idea, Alana. And um, hello to Tom, who says, You know that song, ABC? Uh, yeah, the one I'm playing in a few minutes' time. And he says, Yes, that is what it's called, Alec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that has inspired me to make Alphabet Day, Tom says. This is a day where we make sure every child in this country knows the alphabet properly. Because clearly in that song, they don't. It will be sponsored by Sesame Street, and the mascot is the Count. 
that's a very wholesome idea because you are right in that song that she gets the alphabet wrong she goes a b c d e f but then after f instead of saying g she says you what's all that about that's that's not right back to school with you gail good idea tom uh, i like that idea a lot i think we should make all of these happen uh, every friday on bbc one can be a new telethon to raise awareness of of things and stuff telethon awareness day that's that's taking it too far thank you very much for getting involved that that song where she gets the alphabet wrong that is coming up in a minute uh, but first it's Sieb and Nina Nesbitt this song is called Sweet Dreams and Dynamite Wizard Radio with Sieb and Nina Nesbitt Sweet Dreams and Dynamite it's Alec Feldman hanging out until 5pm hello uh, Gale is coming up the highly highly teased song I'll play that for you in a minute and we'll do what's going on as well um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I can't, how did this come about? I think we were we were just doing impressions of various people, as you sometimes do, um, you know, to sort of take the mickey in a gentle and loving way. And and then she goes and does an impression of me, right? And uh, I don't know. I feel like it's never nice when the mirror's held up to yourself, is it? Because the I've seen this on Twitter. This is not an original thought. Most of my thoughts aren't. Um, but they say the the version of you that exists in your head is completely different to the version of you that exists in everybody else's head, right? And so it's never it's never fun to be told what other people sort of think of you, what they take from you, what vibes they get. It's always like, oh, okay, that's that's not what I thought I was like, but fine. And this impression that my mate did of of me. Um, I was like, hang on a minute, no, that's that's not right. Because I feel like it just reduced me to being very, like, surface level. It's like, okay, there's only one thing that you care about and you talk about. And I was like, that's not me, but I'm secretly worried that it might be. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what she said when she was doing her impression of me and let you make your own mind up. Her impression, it was, it was only two words. Right. All she said whilst trying to imitate me was, Ugh. Hummus. And that was it. <laughs> My entire personality can be summed up as uh, hummus. It's all I talk about, apparently. All I do is talk about chickpea-based dips in slightly melancholic terms and tones. That's me. That's all there is to me, guys. All I do ever is talk about hummus. Um, it's all my entire personality can be reduced to. I was a little bit offended by that, you know, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I'm such a deep person, I've got so many layers, there's so much to me, I have so many thoughts and opinions about things, and yet in, in her eyes, all I am is that man that moans about hummus, how sad, <laughs> what a sad indictment of everything I've ever wanted to achieve with my life, but anyway, that, that's me, uh, hummus, see, n- never get the mirror held up to you, you don't want it, you can't handle the truth. You won't like what you see. That's my moral lesson of the day. Um, on a completely unrelated note, I might actually be talking about hummus later in the show in a complaining light, but forget about that. There is more to me than that, I'm sure, I think. Anyway, we'll do what's going on in a second. After Gail with her song, which is called ABC, and if anybody tells you any different, they're wrong. Gail and ABC, D-E-F-U. Uh, is that song it's wizard radio <laughs> i'm alec feldman hope all is good um coming up some things including mahalia and coldplay 
after we play a game of What's Going On? It's the time on the show where I put your brain to the test and see how imaginative and creative you really are. I put my feet up and I hand the show over to you for a little bit. So here's something, make it funny. And you always deliver every week, for which I'm very grateful. So how What's Going On works, I play you a little clip of something that's happened. I've taken it completely from all context. I tell you nothing. All you've got to go off is what you can hear. And from that, you have to tell me what you think is is happening. Very, very simple game. To get involved, uh, you just have to message me with your suggestions. They don't have to be right. I don't want them to be right. If anything, it's boring if they're right. What I want is wild, off the wall, ridiculous, stupid, unbelievable, implausible, all that kind of stuff. Um, So, I'll tell you how to get involved in a second. But first, let's hear today's What's Going On clip. Forgive it. People will have the confidence to stay nearer the place they grew up to start business and business uh, will have the confidence uh, to invest. Hands up in a big world. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's fact, I was a bit hazy when I would find the Peppa Pig world, uh, but I loved it. Peppa Pig world is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a uh, very safe streets, uh, discipline in schools, uh, heavy emphasis on new mass transit systems, I, I notice, uh, even if they're a bit stereotypical about, about Daddy Pig. Well, that's, that's today's What's Going On clip presented without comment what do you think is happening there hmm or what what do you think is not happening there (laughs) any guesses from the obvious to the ridiculous all welcome on this number 07 807 183 538 what's going on today you've heard the clip you don't hear it again you get the idea what is happening there can you explain it can you tell me why all of those things were were happening <laughs> if you can you know how to get involved the more the merrier 07807183538 it's station at wizardradio.co.uk via email and on the old social medias at wizardradio twitter instagram you can slide on into those dms and submit your guess for what's going on today <laughs> wonder what it could be hmm. right after 4 p.m I think pigs in blankets have gone a bit too far. I'll tell you why in a bit. And I'll play you Mahalia and AJ Tracy and another Christmas song coming up as well. It's a really good one. Possibly one of my favourites because it doesn't really sound like a Christmas song. It's so good. It's on the way in a minute after the news. It's four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I think that's my favourite Christmas song. But at the moment... That's my favourite Christmas song uh, until the next one. That was Coldplay and Christmas Lights on Wizard Radio. And before that, Mahalia and AJ Tracy with Roadside. Um, it's Alec Feldman. Hello. Coming up, uh, Tate McRae and Juice World and Justin Bieber and Peach before five o'clock. And now, um, tis December. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. You get the idea. Uh, Christmas is in two weeks, exactly. And... It's around this time of year, well, it's around September really, that shops start bringing out all of their Christmas products. 
um, you know, novelty things that they'll only release in sort of the last few months of the year to be like, oh, look, here's the thing you normally buy, but we've made it Christmassy. Um, you know, shops do this all the time. You know what I'm talking about. But I have a complaint about this. I think that Pigs in Blankets have gone a bit too far. If you're not aware of Pigs in Blankets because you are um, vegan or Jewish or Muslim, basically, they're... I mean, I'm, I'm Jewish, but I know what they are. <laughs> they're sausages wrapped in bacon. See, the sausage is the pig. And, well, the bacon's also the pig, really. But in this in this situation, it's the blanket. They should just call it pig and pig. Really, that, actually, that sounds a bit wrong. Pig and blanket will do. Fine. I'm not going to try and rebrand it for them. It's just a sausage wrapped in bacon. It sounds very unhealthy and horrible. But people like them. Um, and I know people like them because... Everyone is making pigs in blankets themed products and it's just getting a bit stupid because obviously, you know, you've got your pigs in blankets standard, but then they've started making other things that are pigs in blanket flavored. Let me give you just a few examples that I've, I've called up. Um, not only can you get pigs in blankets, you can also get mayonnaise that is flavored to taste like pigs in blankets, just in case your pigs in blanket weren't pig in blankety enough. You can dip them in your pig in blanket mayo and then have pigs in blankets in pigs in blankets. That'd be that'd be nice. Possibly a bit unnecessary, some might say. But um, that's a condiment you can buy should you wish to. Um, this one I take particular offence to actually. Because I I don't think it's it's right. You can get pig in blanket hummus, um, which is hummus, what has, you know, bits of pigs in blankets inside and bacon and stuff. And again, I don't think that's right, because what do vegans, Jewish people and Muslim people all have in common? They love hummus, I think. Anyway, um, I can speak as a, a Jewish person, at least. We, we all like hummus. That's the thing we're all, like, agreeing on, right? And yet... Both vegans, Jewish people and Muslim people can't eat pigs in blanket flavoured hummus because it's got bacon in and pig and we don't do pig. So that, that's offensive to three different cultures at once. The fact that they've made this pigs in blanket inspired hummus. It costs 79p, which is very, very cheap should you wish to buy it. But it's just wrong. It's heresy. It's offensive. I would not be happy. I'm not happy. Um, yeah, so that's another reason pigs in blankets have gone too far. We continue um, with increasing levels of ridiculousness. Um, pigs in blanket flavoured ice cream. It sounds like I'm joking. I'm not. It's a flavour that you can buy. There's an ice cream place in Hitchin, which is actually not far off where I am from in um, northwest London. It's in Hertfordshire. Um, but it's, again, an absolute aberration. Ice cream should not be savoury. Ice cream should definitely not be meaty. And least of all, ice cream should not be unkosher and unvegan and unhalal. That's so wrong. And again, they've done it. And I don't know why nobody's asked for it, but they've made it too far. Um, what else can you get? Pigs in blanket moisturising masks. No. <laughs> Please, no. Not like the face mask kind. You know, the old before... Before face masks meant a COVID thing, when a face mask was a thing you'd put on your face to make your skin all nice, for three quid, you can buy a pigs and blanket moisturising face mask 
that will make your face smell like bacon and pork. Again, who on earth would want that? I don't know, but you can buy it and um, you'll smell like meat, which will be very appealing to everyone. So that's, that's a bit ridiculous. Pigs in blanket candles, again, unnecessary, but they're on the market. You could go to the shops right now and for just how much is it? £1.69, that's, that's cheap. You can get a candle that will burn for up to 25 minutes that will make your room smell like pigs in blankets. For all you meat lovers out there who just think your homes don't smell meaty enough, you will now be able to burn a candle and your whole room will be filled with the scent of pork and bacon and Christmas. Lucky you, <laughs> what a treat. Um, the only good news I can bring you on um, this pigs in blanket front is that um, there was a two meter long pig in blanket that you could buy from Aldi um, but unfortunately it's no more it's been killed off this year so at least on that regard um, pigs and blankets are in retreat but everywhere else they're they're everywhere I'm fearful that I might get pigs and blankets posted through my letterbox like a weird hate crime <laughs> because they're just gone too far it needs to stop now please thank you very much i'll get like greta thunberg on the case um so that's that pigs and blankets it's too far and that is my thoughts on that coming up next um another thing that i noticed at aldi actually i've been inspired to set up a book club more details after tate mccray this is feel like this at wizard radio tate mccray on wizard radio that was feel like this Ow. <laughs> oh no. I just tried to like shuffle my chair in to be close to a microphone and banged my knee and it really hurts. Oh, what a, a horrible injury. Uh, anyway, hi. <laughs> I'm Alec Feldman. Nice to be hanging out with you. Coming up, Juice World and Peach as well. But first, one thing we've we've not really done on this show yet, and I think we should, is uh, is a book club. Because that, that's like what intelligent, cultured people do, right? Like, Richard and Juicy, they have a book club. If you've ever been to WH Smith, you can see Richard Madeley's face smiling at you and recommending books. I basically would like to become the new Richard and Judy. Um, I haven't got a Judy, so it's just, it's just me. Um, and I want to start a book club. But I want to start a book club with a twist. And that twist is, um, we only read books in what I would like to um, modestly name the Alec Feldman Book Club. We only read books in the Alec Feldman Book Club that have been made special buys at Aldi. So I always think, that, is that something you should be proud of or is that a little bit of an insult? When you've, you're like, you've worked long and hard to write a book, you've sat there at your desk for hours on end, thousands and thousands of words, and you put your book out. And then Aldi won it as a special buy. Because on the one hand, like, Aldi, it's one of the, the biggest supermarkets in the UK. So many people will see and buy your book by it being a special buy Aldi. But then, on the other hand, is it sort of the equivalent of, like, a DVD being in the bargain bin? It's like, we've got too many of these. We either need to shift them or they'll be, they'll be pulped. I don't really know which one it is. But uh, there's an interesting selection on offer at the moment actually. I know this will sound like a, an advert, <laughs> sort of, but um, I promise you it's not. I just want to share with you some of the books that you could be buying at Aldi and what I think we should we should all start reading in the, the Alec Feldman book club. 
Um, you've got... These are all pretty much autobiographies, actually. You've got Giovanna Fletcher's book, Letters on Motherhood. Uh, I don't know how, like, on-brand that is for us. I don't think me or any of you are mothers, but it might be nice to all read Giovanna Fletcher's Letters on Motherhood and see what she has to say. Um, we could also have... And, and I feel a bit sad that this is this is unlike the, the bargain basement. David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. And now I really hope... I really hope that actually being featured as a book in Aldi is like a big honour and not just them trying to flog as many copies as possible because I'd be sad if people aren't reading David Attenborough's book. Um, I mean, I haven't read it, but um, the man deserves to be listened to. The man deserves to be read. He's a legend, isn't he? Um, also, a potential for the, uh, the Alec Feldman Book Club based only on books you can buy at Aldi. Tim Peake and his book, Limitless. They've got a few copies of that. You know, they've got all the big names. Uh, Kate Garraway's in there as well with uh, The Power of Hope. That, I bet, would be a pretty emotional read, actually. And um, the final book, his second mention on the show today, is um, Captain Tom Moore and his, his book, Tomorrow Will Be a Good Day. These are all books available in Aldi. You know what? In fairness to them, they're all, they're all people who are very much like in the news a year ago <laughs> that's the theme that links all these books isn't it it's like they were out last christmas but we've still got a few left in the warehouse that we need to get rid of um but any of the only of those books take you fancy we could read them all together on the show and review them every week um the captain tom moore one perhaps or i bet the Attenborough will be interesting or, Javan- I, or the mother one by Giovanna Fletcher. I mean, that would just be a complete waste of time for all of us because we're not mothers. But I think there's a future in the Alec Feldman book club. I think we could do it, possibly. Um, I'll let you know next week if I buy any and read them. Spoiler alert, um, I probably won't. Anyway, uh, coming up next, I want to offer you the services of the leader of Her Majesty's Opposition. I'll tell you more in a second. This is Juice World and Justin Bieber. It's wandered to LA on Wizard Radio. Juice World and Justin Bieber. That was wandered to LA, and this is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, 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 hi. Uh, Peach is on the way. So is Adele and Avril Lavigne. Get in um, before <laughs> five o'clock. So, um, you know, you know how I've talked about this quite a lot today. It's like the big thing happening this week. All this secret government party stuff. And um, Boris Johnson's been getting in lots of trouble because he may or may not have had a party and everyone's sort of roasting him for it, but he's saying there was no party and they're going to investigate it. One of the people who was roasting him for it, and I mean, you'd really hope he would be because that's his job, was Keir Starmer, who's the leader of the Labour Party, who apparently are the, the second biggest party in the country. Uh, they, they went away for a few years, but they seem to be back now. And they're doing their job again. And he's he's put the screws on Boris and been like, how dare you? And I've seen a few clips of this this week. And um, it's quite entertaining from Prime Minister's questions, which is, you know, the bit where they all sit down and, you know, Keir asks Boris some questions. Boris doesn't give any answers and everyone else goes. You know, it's, it's kind of entertaining in a weird pantomime sort of way. And... Um, well, Keir's been talking about this party to Boris at PMQs this week, which led to be making a, a bit of a discovery. 
And that discovery is that I think I can do quite a good impression of Keir Starmer. I, I don't know for sure. Uh, you might need to I mean, <laughs> tell me either way on this, but I think I can I can get it down pretty well. I've nailed him. Um, and so for the sake of comparison, I'll, I'll debut my impression, but first I want you to hear what he actually sounds like because a lot of people, you know, they won't know what this random man sounds like. So this, I hope, is a clip of Keir Starmer having a go at Boris this week. Mr Speaker, I thought last week was bad enough. Surely, surely the Prime Minister isn't now going to start pretending that the first he knew about this was last night. Surely. It's obvious what happened. Anton Decker ahead of the Prime Minister on this. So that's that's the real key. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna get into character. I'm gonna channel a lawyer from North London who's the leader of the Labour Party, <clears throat> and I'm gonna try and debut my impression, which I think is actually quite good. Mr. Speaker, surely the Prime Minister is not pretending that he didn't know about the party. Even Anton Deck were ahead of the curve. What do you think? Is that just me doing a weird voice, or does that sound a little bit like Keir Starmer? Let, let, you know what, for the purpose of this, let's say, actually, yes, Alec, it does sound like Keir Starmer. Very good. What a talented impressionist you are. Oh, well, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. I would like to offer my services um, as Keir Starmer. You know, this man. Mr Speaker, I thought last week was bad enough. Surely, surely the Prime Minister isn't now going to start pretending that the first he knew about this was last night. Surely. It's obvious what happened. Anton Decker ahead of the Prime Minister on this. See, that's Keir, and this is me. Mr. Speaker, I thought last week was bad enough. Surely, surely the Prime Minister isn't going to pretend that the first he heard about it was yesterday. Hey. See, that, that was me, but it sounded like Keir, didn't it? Maybe. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll see, but... Um, I'm going to offer out my, I mean, Keir's services this afternoon, seeing as, you know, we've got access to him. Is there anything you'd ever wanted to hear Keir Starmer say? I know that's quite a niche question. You probably haven't given the man much thought uh, ever in your life. But if there's something that you think the leader of the opposition should be talking about and he's not talking about, it may be an issue in your life, in your local area. Um, something you care deeply about or just a phrase that you think yeah I think that would sound good coming out of the mouth of Keir Starmer now's your chance to make him say it and by him I mean me um, <laughs> so if you want Keir Starmer to say anything anything at all within reason now's your chance tell me exactly what you want him to say and then I will say it as Keir Starmer and then you can clip it up and record it and I don't know create some fake news and pretend it's the real Keir because I am that confident in my impression that I think people would genuinely mistake it for the real Keir Starmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, here's how you get involved. Number 07807-183-538. Twitter, at WizRadio. Instagram, at WizRadio. Email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. What do you want to hear Keir Starmer say? Put words in his mouth, and he, I, will say them. It's a one-time offer. Take it or leave it. But, you know, you'll never get an opportunity like this again. 
unless I've short of ideas in a few weeks' time. So you get them into me right now, and I'll play you Adele, and I'll play you Peach. And I've actually done a bit of uh, research. I've done some digging just to find out a bit more about Peach. You know, bring you some facts, bring you some interesting information. I've found out lots. I've verified it all. I've fact-checked it, independently verified. And so now it's time for my 60-second guide to Peach. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Peach, stylized as Peach PLC, is a tech company that's based in Welland Garden City, England. They were founded in 1976 by Dave Tasks, and their logo is a peach with a single bite taken out of it. They revolutionised personal computing in the 80s with their Nectarine line of computers, which were the first in the world to come up with the idea of a user-friendly interface. Dave Tasks, the founder of Peach, was both a visionary and a bit of a hippie who enjoyed not wearing shoes and experimenting with psychedelics, whilst the actual tech aspects of the business were looked after by another Dave, Dave Wozniak. Perhaps the most important legacy of Peach and Dave Tasks was the way they revolutionised the mobile phone. The Y-Mobile was the first phone ever to feature a touchscreen and a QWERTY keyboard instead of a physical number pad, and it's now the best-selling phone in all of Hertfordshire and the east of England. It's all thanks to the innovation of Peach PLC. They also invented headphones that only work if they've got a battery and have no wires so they're easy to lose, and a watch that only tells the time if you press some buttons, but, you know, we don't talk about them. And that is Peach in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun. From a safe distance. Adele and oh my god! On uh, Wizard Radio. That's how I imagine she would say the name of that song. <laughs> Before that, uh, Peach and Heavy. It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Coming up next, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, because why not? Lola Young also on the way before Miles is on at 5 o'clock. And we've got to finish off what's going on. There's a lot to do, so let's just crack on, shall we? Keir Starmer is the leader of the Labour Party. He's got a bit of press this week for the first time in a while because he was going in on Boris and talking about Anton Deck and um, how they mentioned him on I'm a Celebrity. And he said this in the House of Commons to Boris Johnson this week. Mr Speaker, I thought last week was bad enough. Surely, surely the Prime Minister isn't now going to start pretending that the first he knew about this was last night. Surely. It's obvious what happened. Anton Decker ahead of the Prime Minister on this. See, he said it and I discovered basically through that clip that I can do an alright impression of him because he, he's, well, how do you do it? <clears throat> Surely, Mr. Speaker, I thought last week was bad enough. Even Anton Deck were ahead of the Prime Minister on this. You see, we're the same. We're brothers from another mother. So, with that in mind, I wanted to offer up my services as a Keir Starmer voice impersonator. I don't really look like him uh, yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe when I'm older. I can do his voice though, so anything you want him to say, I'm willing to say. Only for the next couple of minutes though, so um, let's, let's crack on. Sammy, um, he wants... <laughs> Sammy says, I think in the theme of today's show, it would be good to hear Keir Starmer weigh in with his opinion on the song ABC by Gale, specifically on the fact that it's definitely only called ABC and nothing else. <laughs> All right then. Um, what would Keir have to say? Um, <clears throat> would the Prime Minister agree that the song by Gale is called ABC and definitely not anything else? 
because I heard that actually it does have another name and the Prime Minister wasn't telling us that its real name is actually four letters longer. Even, even Sammy was ahead of the Prime Minister on this. It's a terrible song and it's deeply offensive, but what's worst is that the Prime Minister is a liar. Like you say, by the way, I, <laughs> I don't really know where that came from. I don't think it's a terrible song. I really like it, actually. Um, I think it's great, but, um, you know, that was Keir, and it was kind of the first thing that came to came to my head. So we've decided Keir Starmer doesn't like that song. He thinks it's um, too rude for um, the general public to enjoy. Uh, right, next. What does what does Ryan want? I've always wanted to know what it would sound like to hear Keir Starmer rapping along to, to the first verse of Flowers by R.D. When I say I've always wanted, I mean I've wanted that for about two minutes since he talked about it. But with all the chat about Lumberjacks, <laughs> I think it might be a good time to get his take. You lot are funny today. Right, I'll get off to, get off to Google this because I, I, I don't know it off by heart. I only really know the line about wood. I've just Googled flowers. <laughs> That's not any use, is it? I'm just getting loads of, like, bouquets. Flowers, lyrics, R-D. Okay, um, so what, which one do you want? The first verse, okay. Keir Starmer. I don't give girls flowers. I'll give you good wood, though. If you want me all for yourself, then, Prime Minister, you probably should go. There's no way I will stand in the rain. I can still make you say my name. Say my name, Prime Minister. Say my name. Life without me might drive you insane. Because I don't give girls flowers. I'll give you good wood, though. If you want me all for yourself, then, darling, you probably should go. There's no way I will stand in the rain, Prime Minister. I can still make you say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Life without me might drive you insane. Um, was that, that, did I manage to keep in character as Keir Starmer for most of that? I think I did. Um, and just in case you want to hear it one more time, Keir Starmer saying, I don't give girls flowers. I'll give you good wood, though. There you go. That was uh, leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer. And now the BBC News. And now, um, what else? What else have we got here? Anna. Could you please get Keir Starmer to give his true opinion about the Geronimo the Alpaca debacle? I'm sure he can hold the government to account for such injustice. Oh, I mean, this is right up my street today. This is like a, a best of this show today. Right. <clears throat> now, Prime Minister, I have evidence here that suggests that Geronimo the Alpaca was unlawfully killed because he was put down on the grounds that he was suffering from bovine tuberculosis but, Mr. Speaker, he didn't have bovine tuberculosis. He was found to be a healthy animal. So why, Prime Minister, was he destroyed? Are you scared of Geronimo? Do you think he's a threat? Does he worry you, Prime Minister? Because let me tell you, I used to be the chief of Crown Prosecutions. And you're the one who should be fearing me, not an alpaca. Um, that didn't make much sense, did it? But um, in, in, in conclusion, uh, I think it's an outrage that Geronimo was killed. We should never put a healthy animal down. And a Labour government would give free alpacas to everyone. Um, there you go. Keir Starmer expressing an opinion on uh, the alpaca there. And finally, Olivia has a very specific sentence that she wants to hear Keir Starmer say. 
Um, she says, if you can make him say this sentence, I think it might be a bit of a game changer. Um, okay, I, I feel like I'm, in, I'm indulging some weird, weird thing that Olivia's got here. I don't fully understand why she's asked me to do this, but I'll, I'll do it anyway, because I'm, you know, I, I like to give back. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Keir Starmer, leader of the Labour Party and leader of the opposition. And I think that Galway Girl by Ed Sheeran is a really good song. And that's that. That's uh, the Keir Starmer hour over and done with. Um, if you want me to say something as Keir Starmer again, um, well, it's too late, sorry. Maybe, maybe we'll do it again sometime if I'm running out of ideas. Uh, what's going on is coming up next after Avril Lavigne. I'm Keir Starmer, and this is Avril Lavigne and Bite Me on Wizard Radio. Avril Lavigne on Wizard Radio with Bite Me. I'm Alec Feldman, and it's time to conclude this afternoon's game of What's Going On? This afternoon's clip, let's just get straight into it, sounded like this. Forgive it. People will have the confidence to stay nearer the place they grew up to start business, and business will have the confidence to invest. Hands up, it will be a big world. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's fact, I was a bit hazy when I would find in Pepper Pig World, uh, but I loved it. Pepper Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a uh, very safe streets. Uh, so that is the, the clip this week. What on earth is happening there? Can anybody explain that mess? Um, well, you've tried. First up, uh, hello to Shannon. She says, I don't know how you got hold of this, Alec, but I think this is a recording from inside my own brain when I had my most recent fever dream. It's terrifying. Have you, like, robbed my house or something? There's heavy house music. There's lots of people gathering indoors. There's Boris Johnson talking about Peppa Pig. These are the things I have nightmares about. <laughs> what a great guess. Um, it could be, Shannon. It could be. Maybe we're all living in your fever dream. I don't know. Uh, but it's a nice guess. Gracie says, is this a video of Boris Johnson at a nightclub? I haven't seen it if it is. I feel like it should have gone viral. But it sounds like he's talking about Peppa Pig World whilst taking some kind of illicit substance at a nightclub. Wrong place, wrong time, Boris. Very random, but I wouldn't put it past our Prime Minister. <laughs> Again, um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you if you're wrong. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe. You might be right. Uh, I don't know. And uh, Adam as well saying, I think I saw this video. Is this a video of a club night where the DJ plays this beat and he's got clips of Boris Johnson synced up to the beat? I think you probably played the best bit where he's talking about Peppa Pig World. And then shortly after the clip ends, the beat drops and everybody goes absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> you know what? If that's a video that's real of a DJ remixing Boris Johnson. I haven't actually seen it. Is that is that a real thing? Um, I like that you think that's what I've played, but actually, actually no. That's not um, a, a video of a nightclub with a DJ playing a Boris remix, but I would quite like to see that. Send it to me, please. Uh, no, that video. Well, here's the thing. What's going on this week? It's a bit of a trick question because I can't actually tell you what's going on. I know the whole point of the feature is it's called what's going on. You have to work out what's going on. But actually that clip, I, I don't know what's going on. All I can tell you is what's not going on. And the thing that's not going on on what's going on this week 
is the 2020 Downing Street Christmas party. That is not what's going on in that clip because as you all know, it didn't happen. And so I, I obviously haven't got a clip of it because I can't, it didn't happen. So uh, the answer on what's going on today is that it's not the Christmas party that happened last year. So there we go. <laughs> that's, that's the end of that. Thanks for getting involved. Sorry for um, traumatizing you with your fever dreams. Right. I think I'll finish up now. I've had a very fun show. I've enjoyed it very much. You lot have been funny. Thanks for getting involved as always. We'll do it all again next week, 3 till 5 p.m. on a Saturday. And if you like my weird taste in 2010s pop music and a few Christmas songs, then I'm on the weekly mixtape as well on Friday at 3. So I'll, I'll see you then. If you want me in your life, there's plenty of ways you can consume my content. Uh, see you next week. Mars Bukowski's coming up next. And my final song today will be Lola Young. This is Together in Electric Dreams on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.